This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rather. Tim Jordan of the state of Ohio has received 200 votes. The Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of the state of New York has received 212 votes. And what you wind up with is just another episode of Monkeys Getting Amorous with Football starring the House Republicans. All right, well, good times. <laughs> Joining me now, Republican Congressman from Florida, Carlos Jimenez. Nicely done. Good work. This could not come at a worse time for the Republican Party, by the way, because Joe Biden, he's getting all kinds of press right now. People love a wartime president. I love and I get we are not in war, but there is war going on. President getting all kinds of press right now. President going to be on TV seven o'clock our time tonight. Uh, This is really, really bad, I think, for the Republican Party, regardless of who you think should be the House Speaker. There cannot be anybody who's going, hey, this is a good thing right now. And I get the whole principles. You know what else is principled? Working for the American people. You know what else is principled? Is sometimes even having to compromise, I think, on things that, you know, you don't want. Things that you find are distasteful. I'm going to start making you put a dollar in the jar every time you say the word principle. Principles. Well, it's hard. And I go back to... uh, I dropped my health care insurance uh, whenever the, uh, Obamacare came into effect because I was principled. And I paid for it, and I knew I was going to pay for it. But I was willing to pay that price. Um, was the price more than you expected it to be? No. Oh, no? I, no, I knew exactly what it was because I had done the math beforehand. It was going to be a $600 fine per year. Then I knew that there were going to be, uh, there's going to be charges. There's going to be interest and all that. It was pretty much right, right, exactly where was I, there a deal where if you saved your receipts, you could get a refund? <laughs> <laughs> I want to poll people to see who actually is still, you know, who saved your gas receipts last year? Are you still saving this year? Are people just like, ah, forget it at this point? Or is uh, anybody still, yeah, you're still sticking still with saying, it? Yeah. Well, and yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think anyone's sticking with it. But on the speaker thing. You don't think anyone is sticking with it? Not a lot I of people. Am. Yeah. I know several people that are smart people that are doing it. <laughs> Well, here's the thing about the gas people, and this is the other thing people go, I can't believe they, they did this. Well, it, you can get your money back. Well, I know, but it's too hard. Okay. Yeah, I think on the speaker thing, back back to the speaker thing, I think, I think you lose credibility if you go to the mat on every thing. I mean, you kind of got to decide, you know, what you're going to go to the mat for. And, like, I would rather you go to the mat on... A policy issue um, on something that I really care about yeah. then and so if you're just that guy and we've seen this or a gal um, usually it's a guy I'll just say that no, I, I, agree. Um, <laughs> I agree we men are so egotistical and that's why I think sometimes there's benefit to having more uh, chicks in politics who's just like no 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 or always the most extreme position on everything then it, like then when it really matters can we trust you that it really matters to you or that you're just holding out? And I think, again, you know, I don't I don't like to compromise more, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily. But are we going to, you know, do ourselves, you know, a disservice? What we heard at the polling, uh, you know, the American people are now blaming Republicans for the chaos. And I think initially, you know, there was a lot of, you know, we're no longer talking about Hunter Biden. We're no longer doing the investigations. We're no longer talking about Menendez. We're no longer talking about, you know, foreign influence. We're no longer talking about, you know, gas prices or the economy or all this. We're all talking about the speakership and that Democrats love that. Um, and so by compromising, um, are we putting ourselves or by not compromising? Are we putting ourselves in a, in a worse place than we would be if we could just, you know, uh, elect somebody, 
get these investigations going and move on, I think that is the true conservative position. Yeah, and it's um, frustrating. Angela, I'm saving my gas receipts. Jeff, one-stop office supplies. I turned in my gas receipts, almost 100 bucks this year, Tanner Kimna, Kimna Collision. I'm, I'm, Uh-oh. I like what Tanner's, did you see Tanner's text? Yeah, he says, I'm petty enough to stick with it. <laughs> I like I it. love that. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I like that. Nathan, who uh, serves our country, saving my receipts this year. Uh, 874-9390, 874-9390. John says, don't hear you complaining about the 22 that voted with Democrats yesterday. Well, because I haven't gotten there yet, John. But thank <laughs> you for bringing that up. Uh, Keem Jeffries, by the way, so he had been coming in second place in the House race. Uh, and <laughs> now, not only is he, he's coming in first. And we know history, recent history tells us, right, that people like Matt Gates have voted with, with Republicans. That's a fact. Uh, other Republicans have voted with Democrats. Um, Akeem Jeffries, he's coming like this close. I don't think it will happen in a heartbeat. John, do appreciate the text. 874-9390. Steph says, or excuse me, Sandy says via text. Exactly. Uh, Steph, she agrees with you. We did have a female. You bring up a very interesting point about Hakeem Jeffries. He has come very close. We did have a female speaker of the Missouri House back in 2003 that some people, I mean, I covered her. Her name was Catherine Hannaway. You probably remember. Oh, yeah. Very well known even today, a prominent lawyer and um, former U.S. attorney, as a matter of fact. But she was, I'll tell you, she was a pretty powerful speaker there is no doubt she commanded respect um and um you know and she also was one that she was the first speaker that i remember a republican letting the legislature and having them take the day off for mlk day they had always gone in on session that day she felt like they shouldn't do it she she did that and and the black caucus praised her for that um but um really haven't been anyone else in the missouri legislature that i can even recall right off the top of my head i mean some have been in leadership but certainly not even running for speaker that i why well, you I talk about Catherine hannaway brian remember the throwdown she had with bob holden <laughs> over tax increases yes they gave competing speeches during a uh there were three separate back-to-back-to-back speeches in 2000 2001 over corporate tax loopholes and people were screaming in the audience um it was it was really really um it was that was when Catherine hannaway and i'm paraphrasing that was when she said some of the effect to governor what part of no don't you understand <laughs> yeah but he kept coming back at it though he really did yeah and to be clear i think our state would be in a much better place if we had more women in uh leadership uh but um you know that that's beside my point. But when I was talking about guys, mm. and they're mostly guys, I'm talking about the ones who refuse to compromise and who cause all of the problems. And if you... <laughs> usually that is <laughs> usually a guy. Usually the older ones. Uh, mm. Usually that's been a guy. And I would say also, I think it was two years ago, and Brian, you'll remember this, they actually, like the women all got together and there were articles saying like the Senate women, you know, told the men to cut it knock it off and to move on and they came together and said look we've got to get something done here and so 
again, I think I think That's if we right. had more, um, and we do have some rising leaders. We look at people like Holly Rader, like Cindy O'Loughlin, um, you know, and so I like seeing them move up, and I think they've really made a difference uh, in that Missouri Senate. Although sometimes with one person holding out or a couple, it can be really difficult. One of our former Wake Up Mid-Missouri uh, family members, Laura Nauser, who mm-hmm. spent 12 years in local politics, Columbia City Council, mm-hmm. I would tell her all the time, I do, th- and I really do believe more women in politics could be uh, helpful and shape say no uh, as somebody who'd served in politics <laughs> for 12 years how, how soon we forget nancy pelosi <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that but and why is that i mean because men we, we are i believe more egotistical more pride prideful than women can be like because I think about the men in my life, like Brian Houseworth, one of the most egotistical people. <laughs> <laughs> he is, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> uh, welcome into the show. Let's but, wake up mid-Missouri. But we have had a lot of, um, on both sides of the aisle that I can remember, uh, going back even to the 90s, a lot of female legislators in Missouri. I think of Barbara Washington right now, who's a Mizzou graduate, an attorney, former reporter at the Kansas City Star. She's a Democrat from Kansas City. She is without question one of the most knowledgeable members of the legislature one of the most well-respected down there if you talk to any republican i've never heard one of them say a bad word about her yet she doesn't get a whole lot of press she's fantastic i had an opportunity to meet her one evening and she and it was actually a republican lawmaker that Mm -hmm. said you really you know uh you really need to meet her and i was really impressed the governor and her get along very well and here's one of those females in politics we're talking about what people think it's okay. That's Rashida oh, Tlaib. Come on. I know. That's a pot shot. Uh, Rashida, <laughs> and listen, it's not just Rashida Tlaib. She was, she's saying that Israel should not be able to defend itself against attack headlines regarding this, uh, this uh, bombing of a hospital in uh, Gaza, the New York Times. Brian Hansen, who's the star of the Gary Nolan show, brought this to my attention yesterday. The New York Times, the Associated Press, these people running with this headline saying, Israel bombs this hospital. How dare them? And it is simply not true um dangerous and disheartening on the part of these national news outlets uh when they do this stuff and now we're starting to see big donors at universities uh quote one of the quotes was um closing the checkbook we're not doing it uh because you're refusing you've got students at your school who are going out and um they're they're saying anti-semitic things and you're just letting this stuff uh, fly is that cancel culture because as a donor, if I'm donate, I should be able to yank my donation, keep my donation for whatever whatever reason. There's even a local high school uh, guy who helped pay for a local football field. And mm-hmm. the school, they supported something. And I think it had to do with Black Lives Matter. No, he said something and they wanted to pull his name off the football field. And he sued and said, no, I paid to put yeah. my name on that. Um, but and I, you're, I don't think it's cancel culture. I think we've heard from Vivek Ramaswamy. He's like, we're all stupid when we're 20. Like, you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Sorry. I mean, but you, you shouldn't be have a, a lifetime of consequences for, you know, being uh, misinformed or just being um a dumb kid right but i think so we're also hearing that law firms are rescinding offers to certain graduates harvard columbia students uh linked to these letters that they've pinned and i think you know if you're if you're out of undergrad and you're expecting to enter a serious profession and you're you know you're doing these things and your employer i mean they look at everything else i mean that's part of character and fitness is part of your examination before you're admitted to the bar and i think your employer is entitled not only to look at your social media but other public you know because ultimately whatever you do is going to reflect back on them and 
if that doesn't align with their values, then as a private entity, I feel like they've got the right to do that. Uh, it's like the proverbial 10-foot pole and you're using it to push. Nope, we don't want you to have anything. The disgusting things that you are saying and that you believe in, we do not want anything to do with you. We don't want you to have anything to do with the good name of our firm, our business. Um, whatever it is, 874-9390, coming up just a few minutes from now. By the way, so there's like 75% of the show here that has just bought or is in the market <laughs> for a car. And there's some pretty substantial news regarding, and listen, I, you want to buy an electric vehicle? That's cool, great. Uh, but when the government, in effect, forces by trying to fund by giving you tax breaks and forcing you to do this and forcing the automakers to do this, it causes problems. We're starting to see some of those problems, and they are real. One of the things we are covering this morning here on the show, and a brilliant idea from an airline when it comes to seating. This is one of those I'm like, why is it taking so long? Duh. Right? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. It's more fast food news. It's Chick-fil-A, or as my in-laws would call it, Jesus Chicken. Yep. <laughs> Have you heard it called that too, John, or is it just oh, yeah. my in-laws? God, God's chicken, Jesus chicken, you bet. Yeah, and of course, Chick-fil-A is one of those restaurants that's closed on Sundays. And I always get really mad because Chick-fil-A never sounds good until it's Sunday. A hundred percent. And I can't go. We want what we can't have. Just like I always want to go to Hobby Lobby on Sunday, and it's also closed. But now there's a solution to this, and Chick-fil-A is actually the one serving up the solution they have released a free online cookbook for some of their like menu items, essentially. And anybody can go and download this cookbook and make some Chick-fil-A-inspired dishes at home. So even if it is Sunday, you can potentially bring some Chick-fil-A home with you. Is it the recipe, too? Like the recipe for their breading and what they use? So it's Chick-fil-A-inspired. So they're not mm. out here just giving up the recipe to their current menu items. Now, a couple of the items in the cookbook are discontinued items from their menu. So there was like a coleslaw recipe that people were devastated over when they discontinued the item. And Chick-fil-A actually released that recipe by itself and said, here you go for all you crybabies crying over coleslaw that we're not bringing back. Here you go. But also, if all you guys were... In this in love with our coleslaw, we wouldn't have canceled it in the first place. <laughs> so can you buy the cookbook? No, it's free. It's free. Oh. Yeah, it's part of a program that they're doing to bring awareness to food insecurity. And it's part of their Chick-fil-A shared table program. And their restaurants are partnering with local organizations in the franchise's towns to donate the like leftover food at the end of the day to these organizations that help feed hungry people. I think that would make like a good stocking stuffer for like your Chick-fil-A for I mean I was thinking like if even if you could had to buy it that would be like a fun gift. Uh, yeah. Uh what would impress me even more is if the colonel would put his recipe oh, online. No There's way. 11 secret herbs and spices. Stephanie, <laughs> did you see the uh, disgruntled Starbucks employee recently that has gone viral on all of the social media platforms? No. Uh, they got fired from their job at Starbucks, and so what they did is they took pictures of all of the recipe <gasps> cards for Starbucks, like, you know, signature drinks, and they posted them on the internet and said, here, here's how you can make this at home. Ouch. 
That is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Has anyone had the new Chick-fil-A, the one with the pimento cheese and the jalapenos? I've really, I think it's like seasonal and I really want to go try it, but I haven't had a chance. I have not tried it. I am not a spicy food person, so. Chick-fil-A is not spicy. It's got jalapenos on it. Yeah. And I'm that's what's hot, uh, what's hot with uh, with uh, Hannah. You know what else is hot is Hannah's wedding pictures on the Facebook page. And I don't mean I'm not... That didn't sound right. That's, and that's, I say, as soon as I said it, I'm like, no, <laughs> no. But I remember how wonderful you, or how excited you were when you found your venue. And, you know, there's a lot of different really awesome venues in Mid-Missouri. And This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. As the UAW strike against the big three automakers drags on, the company maintains it's at the limit of what it can spend on higher wages and benefits and going any farther as demanded by the union would hurt its ability to invest in this business. It's affecting uh, several automakers actually right now, and it's not just the strike. It is the move. It is almost the forced move. The government is forcing them to do this, forcing them to move to electric vehicles. We featured a story a while ago, Ford's Dearborn, uh, Dearborn plan. They were cutting jobs because they're like, well, if we're being forced to transfer everything, because we've got to change our production lines, we've got to change everything in order to build electric vehicles because that's what the federal government is making us do. So this is so we had to lay off people so we could facilitate those costs. And I don't think it's it's working out the way a lot of smart people thought it would work out. And we're starting to see that happen. And I can't people cannot be buying these cars. They just can't be. I mean, we're all kind of in the market for a new car. We've talked about that. But, you know, I rode in a new EV when I was out in Las Vegas. I had never even seen this car before. Have you seen a Polestar before? Mm -mm. It's apparently... Brandon probably has, but not cars. (laughs) Oh, yikes. Nicely done. Um, speaking of that, the EU. I liked it. It was pretty good. Speaking Points of that, tomorrow the EU officially banned glitter yesterday. I think, and I was like, "What happens to all those folks?" Um, anyway, so but I saw this new car. It was really sleek and nice, and like the whole top was a, a sunroof or whatever. I don't know what you call it. Um, it was all glass. It was really beautiful, and I thought, and it was, but it was kind of small, like compact. And I was thinking, you know, that's kind of nice. I wonder how much those things cost. I looked it up, like brand new $65,000 for like yep. a compact car and I thought who's who who would buy this and well, that one that's made in Sweden I don't know they're I really nice is. yeah I think it is I hate to be a party pooper but those roofs on cars are usually not very safe that's exactly what I was also thinking <laughs> uh so this is wake up mid-missouri um John are you in the market for a car you've been poking around looking to buy a car Mm, you know, mm, always kind of joke about it. You know, oh. just, if, if the right bargain would come along, sure. Right. Hannah, are you in the market for cross producer? Hannah, I am. I've been mooching off family members for a couple months. St- Stephanie Bell, I think I've officially purchased one as of last week. <laughs> you think? I think. I'm not sure. What's I wasn't happening. really involved, and uh, I think I haven't. I I still need to replace my other. One. I've heard some, the kids were telling me that we, Mom, when you were out of town, Daddy bought a new car. Um, my name is Brendan Rather, and I am in the market for a car. And I'm saying this not so that people call and say, hey, what are you looking for? Because this has worked out very nicely, by the way, for producer Hannah and Stephanie Bell. Um, well, it's the power of local radio, right? That's uh, that's right. As a matter of fact, I'm looking for a black Toyota 4Runner. Got to have the nice black <laughs> wheels, moonroof, leather interior, preferably new, maybe gently used. You're so bougie. Right? Uh, it's just a small um, 
SUV. The car I have now is almost as old as you, so I'm like, well, if I'm in the car, it's going to be what I want. It's going to be what I need, too. i got to have something with four-wheel drive, so whenever weather goes south here in mid-Missouri, I make sure that I get into the station and cover this um, stuff. So, have you considered, an ele- and I'm asking, have you considered uh, an electric car, Hannah? Not seriously. Marsh? But- no. But, you know, we're never ruling out. It's just, it's like you've talked about. It's the price point on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the husband and I have had conversations in the past about how if there were charging stations closer to where we live, it could potentially be a more feasible option just because I do have a commute mm-hmm. every day. And so, I mean, we have had discussions, but nothing serious. Uh, did you guys consider electric? No. They right. sent me three minivans, I think. One was $10,000 cheaper. I said, well, why is that so cheap? And they're like, well, it doesn't have the package on it, so there's no side sensors, no heated seat, no heated steering wheel. I'm like, I've never had any of that. So, like, for 10000 bucks, I don't need it. So, there, and there's a point to all this. There is one electric vehicle that I have considered. <laughs> Not seriously, in your dreams. <laughs> it's the new, uh, it's, it's the Hummer. But I won't buy it, and there's two reasons I won't buy it. Number one, it's electric. Number it's electric. two. It's $100,000. $112,000. So the Teslas <laughs> are cheaper. And honestly, I've looked, I mean, I, but my, I had some friends who ordered a Tesla, and I think they're way backed up. Like, I think if you want a new Tesla, the prices come down. But I think you're like nine months, you have to order it. And it's, you know, and, and most people, I, I mean, in that I know, that are like Hannah and I, where you drive it, and then your car is like, on its last leg and you don't have the luxury to sit around and wait for nine months for a new car when you need a new car you you need to get one oh yeah quickly. My, my engine blew up like blew up right not literally but it's going to the salvage yard so yeah. i'm fortunate that i have parents who have extra cars <laughs> that so, i can borrow for sure so it's interesting because people say oh you know they're more environmentally friendly and you look at the facts regarding the mining what it does to the earth to mine the material to make the batteries the heavy equipment and the gas that the diesel that the heavy equipment uses, all that stuff. They've completely debunked the idea that there's really any environmental benefit to them. Well, they're harder on roads because (laughs) they're heavier. Yep. Uh, People are saying, hey, we have all these electric cars parked, let's say, hit street garage or a parking garage in Jefferson City because these things are infinitely heavier than these. So we're not, not, if you want to buy an electric car, not knocking that, but here's the problem. But we are. (laughs) Well, the problem is when the government is is forcing you. They're funneling people. They want you to do this. By George, you're going to do it. Ford uh, cutting F-150 Lightning factory shift. They're saying it's emblematic of the changing electric vehicle demand. Ford confirming that it's temporarily cut a shift at its F-150 Lightning electric pickup plant in Detroit. Uh, signaling demand is drying up for that highly rated electric vehicle. Additionally, General Motors uh, told us earlier this week delaying production of all electric trucks at a Michigan plant by at least a year or two. And here's what they're saying to better manage capital investments. I know some of the smaller dealerships even have the option of have exercise the option of not buying all the service equipment that they need for electric vehicles. Because people, I think people are just going, you know, hey, this is fine. I would like to buy one. But the government forcing me to do it. And so now we're seeing the problems. And there's people that have talked about this. Randy Toler hosts the Toler Show. He's been talking about this for a long time. When, when the government starts getting involved and telling you, you should buy this, and they're relying on really a lot of 
BS science. Well, you know, they're friendlier on the environment in the long haul. They're not. They're just simply not. And now we're, we're starting to see these companies going, man, people aren't buying these. We better pull back. It's like when you're a kid and you're thinking about cleaning your room because you notice it's a little messy. You're planning on it. And then your parents tell you, hey, you need to clean your room. And all of a sudden, your your motivation and your want to clean your room just out the window. Amen. Sometimes you ever have an idea. It has to be my idea, you know? So I've had an idea for a lot of years. <laughs> and I always think, well. You, you can't share that one on air. Okay, so I've had this other idea okay. for a lot of years. Every time I fly out to Idaho, as a matter of fact, I'm flying out next week. Go see the grandkids in Idaho for a few days. But every time I get on a plane and the boarding process, I'm like, Boy, it's the worst part of the flight. I uh, hate it. Yep. Why don't they, uh, and the way they do it, it's convoluted at times, but why don't they seat everybody in the, the window seats first? I've always thought, what a great idea. And then I stop and think, well, I guess people in the know know better than me. What a dumb idea. Apparently not. No, United is starting to do that for their boarding, and so they're somehow changing their groups to try to seat window seats first. Now, also, why aren't you putting people who sit in the back first as well? Yes. Right? And I just, I don't understand plane boarding at all. Someone smarter than me is going to have to explain it. But, like, the fact of, oh, you're suddenly, you have higher status or you're first class. Guess what? You get to get on first. Like, that is the opposite of what I want to do. I don't want to <laughs> sit on the plane for an extra 30 minutes. Like, my ideal is, like, walk on the plane and 10 minutes later, take off. Like, that's that's what I want to do. Are, and, are you are you complaining about flying first class? No, I'm not. And usually I don't get to. But in the occasion that I get, you know, compl a complimentary Occasions, upgrade. plural. They're like, guess what? You get to board first. No, you know, I don't want to board first. I want to board last. And But I also don't want to miss my plane. So I just, I don't understand plane boarding. I also heard there was a study out, I guess, that that tracked all of this and did the site. And it's not really about boarding the window seats first. That's not necessarily, going, this is really mean, um, is not necessarily going to speed the process up. It's really about separating slow people <laughs> from fast well, people. And then and the just, question that falls into it too is, if you're seating the window seat people first, and let's say you have a family of three who wants to sit together, you know, does, does the kid get to go on and sit in the window seat or how do you do it? That's yeah, no, that's a good point. And I think it just people need to pay better attention. I think that's the thing because I, you know, I fly a lot and I, I still do never understand how people are sitting in the wrong seat. And like suddenly someone comes up, they're like, you're in my seat. And I'm like, it literally it says it on your like, can you count or read? Like, let's come on. And so I really think there's got to be a better way. This is a true story. Last time I flew a couple months ago. Because, you know, like you go to, like, uh, Faroe Field, going to be packed, sold-out game right after Stephanie and I get done emceeing the homecoming parade there by City Hall downtown. Please come by, say hello. Stadium's going to be packed. You go to Bush Stadium, you go to, to Arrowhead Stadium. They have ushers, and you show them your ticket. And if you don't know where your seats are, you've never been there, you show them your tickets, and they will gladly walk you to your seats. I was stunned. When I flew a couple of months ago, I'm not kidding, this lovely old lady. And this was in Dallas, making the switch from Dallas to Boise. She gets on, and I'm right behind her. Stereotypical old lady, you know, a couple bags in her hands, maybe hunched over a little bit. One of them little old stocking caps, maybe a lacy piece of net over it. And she says, and she shows them her, her ticket, paper ticket, not on her phone. I like my paper ticket now. Come on. She says, can you show me where my seat is? And I wanted to say, lady, this is not a stadium, man. Just 
but the uh, the kind um, flight attendant. You know, I was just I flew out. I think the day after it was at the LSU game. I flew out, and you would not you would be shocked at the number of LSU people that are in flying out of COU. Those Mizzou games are really bringing a lot of people into uh, the airport, and you know, just mid Missouri. Two sellouts. Um, oh yeah, this year. Um, not talking Kevin McCarthy either. Two sellouts oh. at I love the well done. <laughs> No, I love when we get to this time because everyone's like, uh, by the way, does anyone have some extra tickets for this weekend? And everyone's like, no. Um, and I guess, what is it? What's the game next weekend? Ten- is it Tennessee? I'm Anyway. Yay, yeah. sports. Uh, anyway, I hear tickets are very hard to come by. Hard to come by. And you're right. More people coming into town. These folks want to see the 6-1 Mizzou Tigers and more good news. Negotiations underway for our food service. At Columbia Regional Airport, we're very appreciative of the rice cakes that the local company has provided. As long you. as you get the right flavor, I'm very, I'm serious. No ranch. Don't give me the why. Why would they put the cheddar ones on? Then everyone's getting on the plane with like Cheeto fingers. No, thank you. That would be all except for this <laughs> apples, cinnamon apples. It's coming up five minutes from now. I know. I'm just saying, if you're listening, Quaker, can you bail us out, John? Please. <laughs> Don't they have peanut butter ones? No. <laughs> All right, what do you got, John? Mean uh, coming up? Yeah. Yeah, I got that right here. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Out in the Middle East. The Dow down 332 points, accelerating into the close. The S&P off by 58. The Nasdaq falling 219. Stephanie's going to be looking at your futures for you coming up 825 in the Morning Bell Business News with a little twist. We've got some business news leftovers today and some price increases maybe coming your way. And that would be all, except for this. Connor Cato was speeding home on a Georgia freeway last month, got pulled over doing 90 in a 55 in Savannah. So Cato said, yeah, I expected a big fine, but in the mail, I got a speeding ticket for $1.4 million. So he called the courthouse in Chatham County, Georgia, and they, he said, this has got to be a typo. And the lady said, no, sir, you either pay the amount of the ticket or come to court December 21st at 1.30 p.m. He said he did a little sniffing around. The figure is a placeholder number, and the judge would be able to set a different fine during the court appearance. So it turns out the programmers who designed the software use the largest number possible because what they call super speeders are a mandatory court appearance and don't have a fine amount attached to it. So the base fine in Savannah, Georgia, for being a super speeder, nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine bucks <laughs> plus court costs. But the guy was told the new fine won't exceed one thousand bucks. So a thousand. Slow down bucks. in Savannah, and if you want, don't want to know the rest of that story. That's still a lot. Yes, I think we have an expert among us on high high dollar speeding tickets, <laughs> don't we, Mister Rather? <laughs> we do. And who would that be? <laughs> Not it. Uh, I've heard one of the things I've heard, uh, and how how fast over the speed limit was the guy going? He was going ninety and fifty five, so he was booking right along. And they, it said the cutoff was thirty five over. I got tagged to be a in super speeder, Green River or Sweet Springs, Wyoming. Coming back from a wedding in Colorado Springs, going back, I got tagged doing one hundred and forty in an eighty five mile an hour speed limit. What uh, were you driving? Uh, Mitsubishi a car. Eclipse Turbo. 
Horse and carriage. <laughs> um, was it electric? <laughs> it was not I wasn't electric. going that fast uh, when I got mine. And uh, got out of the, uh, uh, got out of the, the ticket because poor wife feigned a medical <laughs> emergency. <laughs> Anyhow, but one of the things I've heard <laughs> to get out of a, a, a speeding ticket, uh, not a speeding ticket where you're way over, but to get out of a speeding ticket is to uh, go ahead and schedule a court appearance because it, apparently, and I don't know all of it, just what I heard speaking out my rear end here. The, Legal advice from Brandon Rathert. I'm not an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I just have experience with some of these things. But apparently, go ahead and say, you know, I want a court date on this. I want to fight it in court because apparently you have to have a witness and the officer, whoever issued the speeding ticket, has to show up. And more often than not, one of the things you can do is find out, hey, are they off on this day? You can schedule your court for the day they're off. I don't know if it's true anymore, but there was a dude who wrote a book who was a guest on our show years ago. Um, yeah, go to court because more often than not, especially if it's somebody in law enforcement, it's their day off. They're, they don't want to take a day off. I don't know, 90, 90 miles an hour and a 55, they might might <laughs> might make an example of you. I think it was the same guy who, back in the radar detector era, said put the little balls of aluminum foil in your hubcaps and it'll... It'll foil the radar gun. Ah. Is that true? Or are you pulling my leg, bud? It didn't work, but the guy said, give her a try. By the way, while we're kind of still stuck on the thing of vehicles, we were talking about Ford and now GM. They're not cutting back production of electric vehicles. They're cutting back um, what they're doing with their electric vehicle factories. My puppies. Fortifiedroofs.com. News, analysis, opinion. We're...